you are now listening to the Purpose Edit Podcast. You got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like school to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game and finesse it and get through it. Welcome to another episode of the Purpose Addicts Podcast. Now, what you're about to bear witness to started out as just a dream between two lifelong friends. And now it's a movement that you get to be a part of. This is going to be a short but powerful conversation that's designed to help you do three things. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk boldly in your purpose. And three, become addicted to living life on purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic. And I'm joined by my good friend, my brother, as I like to refer to him as the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. What's up, man? How we doing today? Chilling, big dog. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's another day. My my granddad would say it's better to be above ground than one below. So That's for sure. My granddad would say somebody pissed off because they didn't wake up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> make a lot of sense. It probably didn't make sense back then, but it does it now, don't make it? Make a lot of sense, man. Hey, you know, today we're not going to spend a whole lot of time going back and forth. We got a special guest, Travaris McCurdy, who's running for state representative in the state of Florida. We got him on the show today. So we'll see you on the other side of this commercial. Welcome back. Welcome back, man. Like we said, today is a special episode, man. We got we got Travaris McCurdy, a good friend of ours, a brother uh, and one of the respected community leaders in the state of Florida, uh, resides in Orlando, Florida, uh, with us today interviewing, man. What's up, Javar? It's long time no hey, see. You're right about that, man. And hey, it depends on what day it is when you say respect it, you know, so <laughs> depending on when this airs, I'll, I'll let you know if I'm, if I'm respected that day. But it's good to be here, man, with y'all too, you know, uh, two, yeah. two friends from, 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 from years past, man. Yeah. High school, high school classmates, man, and it's good to see everybody excelling and doing well in life. So, man, I'm excited. You know, I'm I'm comfortable. I'm a family. Today, so, yeah, man, awesome. you, let's, you let's absolutely talk. are, man. I'm I'm glad we could get you on uh, one just to talk about your platform and yeah. you know some of the initiatives that you are seeking to push. You know, we're going to get into all of that. Um, just to give you, you know, a little more background about the show, uh, the show Purpose Addicts, right? We we started this project because we recognize there is a need to unite a community of people who are addicted to pursuing their purpose. And that's why we wanted to bring you on. We've seen you live out that, that walk, you know, you, you sought after your purpose, you're walking in and you're, you're truly fulfilling it. So talking with you today, man, is right in line with, with the mission for the show. So let's, uh, let's jump right into it, man, to give you a little background on Travaris. So Travaris, previously served as the chief legislative aide to the Florida State Senators, Geraldine F. Thompson and Randolph Bracey. And he also served as deputy political director for the National Super PAC for Our Future. Currently, he serves on the National Board of Trustees for governing body, uh, for the governing body for the National Association for the Preservation of African-American History and Culture. So, uh, Travaris, uh, without further ado, tell us about your platform. Tell us about what you stand, what you stand on and why you're running. All right, cool, cool, cool. First, I'm, I'm running for state representative um, here in Orlando, Central Florida for District 46. 
in the district that I uh, was fortunate to grow up, you know, um, born and raised in. Um, unlike a lot of people who run for office, their implants, you know, in their districts. I was mm. born and raised in the district that I seek to serve, you know, and so that means that means something to me. Uh, but as far as my platform goes, um, of course, I'm, I'm the father of a, of a two-year-old daughter, and um, I never really paid much attention to um, early childhood education. Of course, um, public school, um, public education, K through 12, and higher ed was something that you know was always on my radar. But we need to make sure that we have strong um, early childhood education, not just mm. strong, but uh, strong, efficient, but uh, affordable too. Because that's something. Um, if 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 a child gets that head start, you know, gets gets that early push, then they they're more prepared and they'll perform better when they do start elementary school. So that's just setting our kids up for success, you know, early on. Um, that that's one thing. I mean, by education, that's one thing for education. Early childhood education. Um, we need to have more wraparound services in our public schools. And when I say that we have school, we have good examples here in Orlando um, with the ACE uh, Community School, which is a K through eight school here in Orlando. And we have Evans High School, um, which they have uh, uh, good examples of wraparound services that they, that they provide for their students and not just for the students, but for the surrounding communities and neighborhoods um, uh, uh, that are neighboring to these to these schools. They have um, uh, health and wellness. Um, so anybody from the community can go to on one of these school sites and be seen for vision, for uh, for dental, any other medical needs, um, because we know that in these impoverished uh, zip codes, everyone doesn't necessarily have um, access uh, to insurance uh, to go see their doctor. So um, expanding those services um, to mm -hmm. all public schools is something that I want to see. And stop being so heavily relied on high states testing. Yes. It's something that I definitely want to see the state yes. of Florida wean away from because it not only negatively uh, impacts our students, all, you know, all students don't, don't test well, yeah. but it's not fair that we compensate teachers based upon how their students perform on these standardized tests. Um, so that's something I know going to high school with John, I think we were one of the last classes to take the HSCT before mm -hmm. they converted to this FCAT and all these other state standardized tests that we have, but we can't be, they cannot be the measuring stick, shouldn't be the measuring stick. Um, because um, it, it even um, coincides with the criminal justice system. Yeah. The children um, take the, you know, fail, don't do well on these, um, in the third grade on these standardized tests. They preparing beds for you um, yeah, in for, the prisons. Uh, to go yeah. to prison wow. yeah. when you get yeah. old wow. enough. So that's that school to prison pipeline thing. Mm -hmm. And man, that's only one topic. You know, that's just education. So we're not, we already know we're not paying our teachers right. That's yeah. one thing. And then as, as this um, pandemic has shown us, they're as, they're as essential as anybody else, you know? So, they're essential workers, though. Yeah. So on the conversation of the pandemic, like, I, I don't live in Orlando currently. Um, what, what's the city like? How, how are we being affected right now? How bad is it? And what, what does the testing look like? Because I believe that's the key point to all of this. Um, right, we, right. we can't move. We can't do much until we know who has it and we're able to contact trace. So what, what is it like right now in the city with the COVID going on? Well, it's tough, um, but luckily Orlando is not one of the hotbeds per se when you compare it to South Florida, what's going uh, on in South Florida, gotcha. the number of cases that they have down there. But um, when it comes to testing, we, we definitely need more testing. We need more testing um, national, uh, nationally and statewide, but that's, that's at the direction of the governor. And then gotcha. that all goes back to us not voting. And then we have um, our county mayor and Jerry Demings, who was a, who was a Democrat, who was an African-American. 
um, a husband of congressional um, Congresswoman Val Demings, but he's only limited in what he can in the resources that he can get. One because of the Republican governor that we have, it, it just wasn't adequately prepared for a uh, uh, you know uh, emergency prepare you know for an emergency mm-hmm. situation, and two, um, it, everything it, and it's funny how everything just kind of coming um, full circle in, in 2020 all together like the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. But when we we know that the uh, 2020 census is upon us, um, and we should have filled that out by now, but. Um, resources are allocated based on the amount of people that are accounted uh, based on the on, on the census. So, before this pandemic happened, do we have do we have the uh, adequate amount of fire fire you know fire stations, yeah. uh, police um, uh, hospitals? All that stuff is based upon the number of people that live and reside, and the number of people that's counted on these census. So that's why it's even more important that we one vote because we would have had a, a person that we felt was better prepared when it comes to like the Department of Economic Opportunity and people receiving the unemployment benefits and how that's in shambles. We would have had uh, better resources when it comes to um, access to hospitals, uh, firefighters, uh, first responders, and that kind of thing, being kind of with the census. So all that stuff comes full circle on all back to square one. Wow. Yeah, people don't realize all how it's all connected and intertwined. It's all intertwined, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. So. You know, you 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 touched on a couple of things, and if you haven't figured it out already, you need to go vote, right? You need to go vote out there, and you need to fill out your census. So, two two right. nuggets that we've already given you. Um, I guess in hearing you talk about COVID and the education and how that pipeline feeds into incarceration, um, I think COVID has exposed the fact that some of the stuff that we think we need, we don't like testing you talk about getting rid of it you know immediately that was the first thing to go that got suspended this year within school Mm. and teachers were able to convert their classes to virtual and students are learning so is 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 this right now a sign that uh uh, or some leverage you can use to push this Mm -hmm. platform and if so what do you need from the community to help you to do that well, I, I, to answer both questions, I do believe that it's absolute uh, leverage and, and great examples to show us not only when it comes to testing and the distance learning, but I think I believe um, you know how you can. Uh, we have college courses; you can get a college degree by taking online courses, mm-hmm. and we just have to make these things. Um, having more options is something that I think will come out out of this. You know, um, and when it comes to what I need from the community in order to, you know make my arguments and stuff. Man, I, I just need the people to be engaged. You know, we'll easily, we'll easily, we'll easily share, you know, something that's funny or something that's entertaining on social media. But when it's something that's, you know, talking about something of substance, of substance, you know, you may, you'd be lucky to get two to 15 likes and shares, man, mm-hmm. you know, just because it's not, but that's what, you know, and a great example with that, like, you know, um, I'm sure y'all been watching like the IG battles going on and stuff like that, but yeah. Teddy Riley, when the Teddy Riley memes came out, man, I was trying to think so hard, what can I do? So I took his meme and put it and, and put it on uh, uh, in a picture with my billboard, with my campaign sign. And I got almost, you know, almost 400 people to pay attention to that. And it's probably people who ride by my sign every day or scroll down their timeline and see stuff about my campaign and just don't pay attention to it. But now mm. they know I'm running because I, 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 I related it to something that they 
but we have to find a way, but that's on candidates and elected officials too, to find out uh, out of the box ways to engage people to bring them in because you can own, I mean, the other side, they have their, they, they have money, they have lobbyists, they have people that, that are dedicated to, you know, making phone calls, sending emails, going to Tallahassee, marching, protesting, and going to committee meetings, going to city council meetings. Our people, we, we just don't do that, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and a great example of an of a, of a arm of people, uh, a group that is um, very successful in mobilizing um, and engaging is the, um, our friends in the LGBT community. Um, when they want something done on, uh, you know, uh, concerning them and their platform, and they know, how, they know how to mobilize, they know how to engage. And we just got, we have to realize our power. It's cliche to say that it's strength in numbers. But it is. It absolutely is. Like I, I, yeah. I think that we, um, we don't understand the power of our vote, and the power of our voices. That if we truly want something done, that if we stood up, we would be able to move yeah. some things. But we never truly come together and unify to right. make anything happen. And and I'm, I'm not, part of the reason. Part I was gonna say just part of the reason of that is because we live in that microwave society. We don't understand the power of our vote because we think that as soon as we vote, the results and the change that we want is gratification. Yeah, happen instantly, and it's not. Right, that's not the case. That's not reality. No, and in reality, these local elections are the ones that count the most. The president is an executive. You first. Yes, they're going to affect you first. They're going to hit you first. Yeah, and to and to on this point. When you look for instant gratification for things that come from the national level, it, it doesn't happen like that. You know, if you if you voted for Obama and you you feel like he didn't do anything for you, that's because um, Bush's policy had to sunset before mm-hmm. Obama stuff could even be implemented. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But on when you talk about locally, though, when we passed that law in Tallahassee that said you can't text and drive, that thing didn't take but two three months before it was, you know before it was implemented because. Those that, that that local stuff is going to touch you first, you know. It's going to yeah. affect you first, you know. And, and I try to tell people too, to Shane's point, you know. Um, I, I I explain to to people in our generation who don't value uh, voting that look, we love to protest. We yeah. love the hashtag boycott Walmart. No, shout out to Walmart. They might want to send a check. You know, that was just an example. <laughs> but. Um, Listen, we love we love the protests, we love the boycott, but I try to tell people and explain to people that policy outlasts protest. Yes. You know, man, Ooh. we'll protest for a week or two or maybe a month. Look, the boys boycott in Montgomery, Alabama lasted for a year. You know, that was a long time for a protest. Yeah. But the policy on the books, you know, when you look at policy, policy outlive me and you, you know, if Absolutely. it's on the book, if it's lost. So I try to tell people like, man, it's good to protest. But man, I want to show you the importance of um of, of having policy too. So I mm. want to bring that aspect of yeah, yeah. Something that um I was thinking about. So a lot of people might not know how much you give back to the community, how much uh, community service means to you. And one of the things that I you know learned about you as long as we've known each other. And I saw a post on this, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. Your mobile library service. Tell us about oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, my um, my late grandmother, she uh, was a educator. Man, she taught at Jones High. I didn't go to Jones High, and you know, living it coming from Orlando, y'all, we went to West Orange. There's, on, there's only a couple of schools, right? That's associated with with. Hey, man, 
Yeah, and, and my district encompasses Jones High School. So, man, that's one of the first questions. If you over 40 years old, that's the one question they want to ask you. What school you went to? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't go to Jones, but my parents did, and my grandma taught me. I you have know? a connection there. You have to say <laughs> yeah, yeah. who your relationship is or your connection. I know somebody, which gives me clearance. <laughs> I'm saved, and I know people that went to Jones. And I know <laughs> people that went to Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, but the mobile library, my, my grandma, was, she, she, was an she taught French and she taught English. But I mean, as a child, she always um, hammered me uh, on making sure I read and, and, and that kind of thing. And I, I really, I mean, I believe I'm where I am today because, you know, things like that in my life. So what I did realize, because when I had to resign in order to become a candidate because I couldn't be an aide and a candidate at the same time. So when I left the legislature, I went to the Central Florida Urban League and became the program director for a reading program. And I saw how um, third, fourth, and fifth graders in, in, in our communities, black and brown children, they were retained at a much higher rate um, because, you know, because of these standardized tests and receiving level ones and twos on, these, on, these re- on the reading scores. So, um, and this is, wow, before, of course, before COVID, but I was like, why is that? Is that because their parents are working two or three jobs? Is that because their parents may not have transportation to have at, to take them to the library, like you know, kids across the track and water mm-hmm. park and stuff like that? Um, is it because when they're out of school for the summer, not going to summer school, not going to vacation Bible school, they're not reading, so they don't get to grow at the same level as as these other children who have needs yeah. and parents who are actively engaged, not just engaged, but may have the time to because it's not. All parents ain't bad parents. Sometimes right. they're just busy. You know, my mom, my mom worked busy. all the time, right? That's and you, you had same, to same you had to depend on the community, whether right. it be family, relatives, coaches, right. picking you up, dropping you right. off, jumping in the car with somebody. Yeah. Are we gonna keep just looking at these statistics and reading them and say, man, we, I, our kids ain't, ain't performing right? So I mean, what what can I do? That wasn't gonna. I mean, I'm not rich. That wasn't gonna break my. You know. So I just put a call out to the community um, and got barbershops, churches, hair salon, nail salons to be um, donation sites and ask the community, hey, look, let's donate books so we can then disperse them out into these um, identified impoverished communities where these children need a little extra, you know. And man, God worked it out where I had that idea, the donation started coming in. I had a frat brother in Miami who was doing something similar. He's an educator and he had a bus, a city, a school bus that he was getting converted and wrapped. So we partnered together. So the bus is in South Florida, um, two months out of the, um, two weekends out of the month. And it's in Orlando two weekends out of the month before, mm. you know, COVID happened. And um, I just, I just have, I go to have scheduled stops at different recreation centers and, you know, and I, my my, I envision this. I wanted it to be like um, the library, you know, like like the uh, the ice cream truck. When the ice cream truck comes in yeah. the neighborhood, you hear the ice cream yeah. truck. And everybody want to come. You out, break so. your neck to go get it. Yeah. Right. Right. So it don't cost it don't cost the kids anything. I just ask, you know, look, read the book. Um, some some, and the books, the donations that be coming in uh, from all across the uh, the country actually, because I've had good partners um, from the radio stations to help pushing it and um god is god has really been good so i can't so wait do, to get elected so i can grow that do the kids keep the books or do they return it when the bus comes back well they have an option some kids love that book you know mm. so you can you can absolutely keep that book 
but I need you to write me a one page something on that book, you know, because, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's what it is. So we try to implement different things, um, have different authors um, come on the bus, you know, and read to the children, the authors of books that these kids are having their hands. So they can put a face with a name and know that, man, you know, they might have in their heart that they want to be an author, but didn't really think that it was tangible because they've never met an author before. But man, to sit next to somebody who is named, you know, it, you, you're holding their book. It shows you something that, something that you can work for, work towards and attain yourself to. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like, man, we only got one bus, man. I want to fleet, you know? I want, I want like, uh, I don't know. I just, whatever gaps we can fill, but you know, I wanted to be um, innovative, and these are the, these are the kind of things that we, you know, and, and put a put a put a book a, a book drop off in our park, you know, in our parks or, you know, wherever, you know. That's but awesome. um, this, awesome. I, I think I think it's something to just just um, you know, move the needle a little bit towards what we want what we want to see our our children, you know. Gotcha. So as you're pursuing, you know, the seat that you're, you're working towards uh, your representative seat, what challenges are you experiencing and what do you need? And how, how, how do you, how do we get you there? Well, the election is August 18th. I've been a candidate since July of 2019. So I'm a, a little over 100 days away from um, my, my first election. And when I first started this journey, there were four of us total in this race. And I've been blessed on um, two people have withdrawn and mm -hmm. uh, the support behind me. I have one, um, one opponent. Um, there were two ways to qualify to get on the ballot. Um, this is, I haven't even gone public with this yet, but um, as of yesterday, May 1st, I, I, um, I've, I've reached the goal of the, the, the number of signatures required for me to get on the ballot yeah. without paying the fee. Right. So yeah. I'm the first person, yeah. So I am the first person to, um, to I'll, I'll be on the ballot officially. And um, as of now, it's only me. So um, I'm okay. really excited. I'm really excited about that. I uh, I understand the you know the situations that folks are go, uh, facing right now. Man. Folks don't know uh, if they have a job to go back to. Yeah. Some people have lost their jobs either temporarily uh, or permanently. So I'm not really asking. I'm not even really asking for money right now. I'm not really raising money right now. Um, look, we, I, I I'm 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 just out here doing the work and making sure people are have what they need. Right yeah, and man, like like like, like that church song made the words I've done speak for me. So mm -hmm. I hope on August the 18th, people see you know my dedication and service to this community. So man, pray for me. Continue to pray for me. To continue to like, share um my things on social media. Visit my website TravarsMcCurdy.com, and um look and, and, and just hold me accountable too. You know, Absolutely. Don't let me get in and, and and become complacent. Um, I don't have all the answers to it. But I, I, I promise to wake up every day and be the best representative that I can be for the uh, residents of District yeah. 46. You've always, you know, from what I've, what we've known about you, you've always been a person about action, whatever it was, yeah. you know, and taking those steps towards the goal. And I think it's important for people to understand and hear in what you're saying that you got on the ballot officially, but that wasn't the goal. That was a step mm -hmm. in the process to living out your purpose. And all too often, as we talk to you know our audience and we do the, the this podcast, we try to remind them that your purpose is so much greater than these small limelight uh, 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 accomplishments that you you get these two minute sound bites that you get to post up on social media and is quickly right. forgotten. And so the people. 
uh, definitely need to hear and understand that, yes, I'm going to take a second and acknowledge this accomplishment. My name is officially on that ballot, right? That's awesome. I'm sure that's a great feeling for you. But the whole point of this was to get back or get out and serve your community. And that's what you're working towards. And it's not just you. It's not just on your shoulders. You need the community to help you as we all have grown up knowing that it takes a village to raise a child. Well, in this case, the child is the community. And it takes our entire community to contribute and help uh, uh, build us up and get us to where we need to be. Look, I tell people, look, my, uh, it can only be one name on the ballot, but man, we all in this race together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking y'all to Tallahassee with me, but they only, they told, unfortunately, they told us we can only put one name on the ballot, you know? So yeah. it'll be my name, but man, trust me, we it all. It can only be one winner and there's no wrong, nothing wrong with competition, we all, right? We all in this together. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Competition is welcome, you know. Competition you know, breeds I, I, success, man. Absolutely, you know. Pressure, pre- you know, pressure is good for you, you know. Absolutely. So, let's 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 understand the man, the person, a little bit. You know, we let's got we yeah, we tend yeah. to kind of ask our our guests some things about them. So one one question I want to throw at you is to understand where you get your influence from. So. Who are three people you listen to and seek advice from and why? Three people. I, well, that's easy. Um, my two former bosses and State Senators Thompson and State Senator Bracey. Because um, Senator Thompson, she is a seasoned, she's a veteran. Um, she's, a, she's a lover of history. I love history. And she was the, um, Senator Thompson, um, nugget about her, she was the legislative aide for the first African-American woman, Gwen Cherry, to serve in the Florida legislature. Wow. Mm. Wow. And look, so she was, she started now as an aide um, 10 years ago, you know, ran for office herself, married to a judge now, and now has an aide that's, that's positioned to, you know, do, follow that yeah. same trajectory. So yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. Senator Bracey comes from a totally different, you know, background. He's, he's a 40 year old, um, you know, uh, parents, uh, uh, ch- well, child of uh, clergy parents. Um, his mother integrated Alachua County Public Schools. Mm. So he's, he's, and they have two different approaches. So I think me marrying what I've seen them do and how, uh, how effective they've um, become in Tallahassee and in their district, I think that just made, you know, that, that it's something that you can't pay for mm. and that I'm just blessed to have. Um, another person is Commissioner Regina Hill, man. She's been one of my strongest cheerleaders, um, you know, one of my biggest advocates. But all these people also made sure that I have a strong connection, faith um, to, to God, too, and that I put him first. Because, man, I'm 36 years. I'm about to be the youngest elected official in, in Central Florida. Yeah, so it's awesome. going to be a lot of things, going to be a lot of things thrown at me, already a lot of things, you know, thrown and come my way. So people just want, you know, they see, they know I'm prepared and ready for this because they see me. And that's why it's easy for people that's established to, uh, to support me because they like, man, if anybody ready, that boy ready, you know, mm-hmm. and he's not running against an incumbent, he's running for open seat. But those are three people because of the, the position and the current state that I'm in right now, being a first time candidate, man, look, I talked to the, but it's so, it's, 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 a, it's a number of them. Uh, Former Representative Alza read at Mabel Butler, who has a street named after her that she lives on. Mm-hmm. I glean from these people, you know, because they, they, not, I mean, they've been there, you know, and to have them supporting little old me, you know, 
somebody who didn't come to like, man, my family didn't. It's not, it, you can't go find no Mama Curtis that ever ran for office and just did this like, man, God helped me make my own way and he's carried me, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's purpose, yeah. you know, just like, you know, it's, it's purpose. So, um, but yeah, I, I listen to a lot of people. I might talk a lot, you know, but I do listen <laughs> to a lot of people. But you asked the three. <laughs> I am Baptist. All right. I follow the rules. So yeah. I hear you. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 we appreciate that. Hello, this is Travaris McCurdy, candidate for Florida State Representative District 46 here in Orlando. The election is August 18th, and I'm asking for your support. Please visit www.travarismccurdy.com. And remember, vote early or vote by mail. Whatever you do, vote for Travaris McCurdy, August 18th. So, um, you know, I'm a wildcat. So in, in, in theory, we, we're not supposed to jive too well. <laughs> so how was your time and your experience at, uh, at, at FAMU and how did it help out your career as you matriculated through? Man, my time at FAMU, it was, it was, it was pretty much everything that I expected at, at times 10. Gotcha. But what I will say while I was in high school, I always wanted to go to the black school. I was so mad that I didn't go to the black school. When I got to FAMU, and that's one of the reasons that I wanted to go to HBCU. Mm -hmm. um, but when I got to FAMU, I appreciated so much having the opportunity to go to a school like West Orange and Olympia. Yeah. And have that diverse and be uh, and already be introduced to uh, to be to have uh, knowing diversity. Yeah, that was so. I'm glad I got that out of the way early. Mm -hmm. Because boy, 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 when I got on the hill and got around our people, man, it, it was that, that was the vacation I yeah. was looking for. But you know, <laughs> it was it was it was beautiful and it was funny too, because um, I tell people um, I was a political science major and the, Tallahassee is the state capital and the mm -hmm. capital is just a couple streets, a couple blocks over from from campus. And man, I never saw the state capital mm. when I was a student wow. at FAMU. I never wow. paid it. I never, I never cared about it. You know, mm -hmm. I never cared about it. And I tell people that um, I used to pay to live in Tallahassee as a student, and now I get paid to go to Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. You know, and work at the Capitol. You know, but it, it all come full circle because man, the network. I mean, but you know this, uh, being, being, you know, going to Cookman too. Just the HBCU connection. No yeah. matter what school you went to, once you yeah. get a, a, once you reach a certain point in life, it's 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 one big family. It's a bond. And it's man, a brotherhood, been, sisterhood. Man, being a man, meeting people from Chicago who parents um, and grandparents marched with Dr. King, meeting people from Montgomery, Alabama, at FAMU, who parents were living legends themselves and, mm -hmm. and, and integrated and did, did, doing stuff like that. But knowing the you know knowing their their, their lineage and being directly connected to that. It gives you a, a, a larger sense of purpose and what you can do and what our people have been uh, successful in doing. So, man, that was what going to FAMU really did to me, man. Yeah. It really kind of uh, helped um, just enlighten me more. I was already kind of, um, you know, interested and, and kind of engaged and involved, but it really kind of, I, I remember um, watching that, the Emmett Till story in, mm -hmm. you know, in, in Tallahassee, and that was kind of like a turning point for me. And Tallahassee, they kind of man made me wake up and be like, yeah. man, what, 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 what am I gonna do? You know, uh -huh. I know what I wanted to do, but man, how am I gonna get there? 
you know, and am I, am I really serious about it? And what am I going to do to make people take me serious? You know, because people knew me from, you know, being a class clown. You know, I was always, I, was always, I would always do my work. But man, look, I had to really just um, come, come to a point and, uh, and, and have a, a real conversation with myself. You know, man, yeah. you get one shot at this thing called life. Yeah. And what kind of legacy do you want to live? And what do you want to be known um, known for and, 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 and known about? So I can still keep my sense of humor, but I just have to pair it with, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a balance, yeah. you know? So yeah. man, I really, I really, I, I appreciate everything that Fairview um, um, gave, gave me. That's yeah. awesome. And a lot of people don't realize that as they are pursuing their dreams and their purpose, that they can still be themselves. A lot of people feel like they have to change or lose themselves. Right. Don't get me wrong. You do have to change some things about you uh, if, right. if you're going to accomplish and achieve your dreams, but you don't have to change who your core is unless your core is right. good to begin with. Mm-hmm. My person, my personality, man, it's probably the reason I got a lot of those 800 petitions that I need to sign because, yeah. you know, you, you got um, people like people are not here to listen to no dry, boring. I'm sorry, you know, but it has to be a different approach. And that, and that's my thing as a millennial, you know, as an African-American, um, as a former legislative aide, I have a unique perspective to into this process to know what people should be paying attention to. And the things that I'm gonna to have to do and be creative with to make sure that they do it. So if I gotta have a day party, but you gotta bring your I voted sticker, but some kind of way you got to have something. <laughs> yeah, you know that we speak in your language, and I'm still getting my, you know, getting my piece in too. So, so um, with that, how do you stay connected to? Um, and this is something we talk about often. How do you stay connected to your friends of the past and and friends you grew up with as you pursue this journey? Like, what does that relationship look like? It's, 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 um, it's rewarding. And it sometimes it's, um, it's just kind of un- un- surreal mm-hmm. because these are the people that, I mean, we're in my eyes, like we're equal, you know, mm-hmm. but man, some people that I run into from, you know, that I met them with the grade school with, or, or knows me from the past, man, they, people are really excited to see what I'm doing. Yeah. People are really, um, people really feel a sense of, you know, like, man, hope. We're connected you know? to you. Yeah. Like we feel like, I, as I said, yes. if I was in Orlando, I would be making and wearing the t-shirts. I feel connected. You know what to it is? It's like my success is their success. Is our success. Yes. yes. And we're all, we're all having and sharing in the success. Absolutely. And, and um, it's, it's to see the, the, the response that I get from people, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding, you know, and then it's not just them, it's their parents mm-hmm. and, and their, you know, and yeah. their relatives who like, oh, that's, that's, that's you, he went to school with so-and-so, you yeah. know, yeah. and he running for this, you know, but get, give me, give me some more, of, you know, and, and it's, 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 it's a, it's a good thing because yeah. I'm like, man, for so long, I guess we've been waiting on, we, 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 sh- we shouldn't have to fight with our elected officials when we can be our elected officials mm. and who we waiting on. Who are we waiting on? So I hope, look, although I'm the first in our generation to do, you know, in our age group and demographic to do it, I can't be the last because I'm going to need help and reinforcement. So I'm hoping, I'm happy to inspire other people to run for public office and stop the protesting and put your name on the ballot. That's the best way to protest. You know, let's give, let's get a, give, our, give ourselves good people to represent us. You know, at least give us good options or put, you know, or let the other side know like, hey, y'all ain't just going to 
sit up here and, 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 and campaign and, and get away with what you've been doing in the past. Like, mm-hmm. we stepping up to the plate now. You know, we're living in this society. We got debt. We want to own homes. We have children. We want to uh, prepare for their future, too. So we got to share this thing. And the best way to do it is, hey, I say, man, look, put your name on the ballot, put you know, or support or, or support good people who you mm-hmm. know will do a good job at it, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Support people that align with your policy, the ideals and the right. values that you share. This isn't yeah. a po- uh, popularity contest. It's we, not, it's we, not. You know, if you have a policy, how does your policy help me? Do I right. believe in your policy? And that's who we should be getting behind. Absolutely. Right. right. I love I love the point that you said earlier that policy outlasts protests. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, if you didn't that you didn't take that earlier, like like yeah. acknowledge that, recognize that. Let's right. uh let's let's bring this train to a close, man. One of the things, Trey, that we do on the show is we always at the end of every show share one of our favorite quotes that we've heard, something that inspired us, and we share it with the audience in hopes that it inspires them. Uh, and when I give the quote, I, I'll give you an opportunity to, you know, chime in and how, how that resonates with you. So here's the food for thought. Here's, here's the quote. You'll never change your life until you change something daily. The secret to your success is found in your daily routine. The secret to your success in life is found in your daily routine. How, do, how does that quote resonate with you? Well, what I take from it is, what you do most, you do best. Mm. Preach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what you do so most, you, you do best. <laughs> if you practice something on a routine basis, on a daily basis, you're going to naturally be good at it, whether yep. it's a good or bad action. Yeah, Because repetition, that's what repetition brings about. So that's what I would say. Uh, what you do most, you do best, you know? If you're a good person, if you have a heart to serve, if you get up and go to work every day and are, you know, and are working towards, you know, um, being a better person, being a better man, being a better father, husband, teacher, brother, community servant, you'll get better at it because mm. that's what you do. That's what you do on the uh, uh, on a constant basis. Yeah. You know. Meanwhile, if you out here slanging, uh, you know, uh, doing doing God knows what. Or, or, or running from chick to chick, um, not working, you know, because you get into that cycle too, mm-hmm. you're going to become good at being a, a, a manipulator mm-hmm. and doing that stuff just to get, you know, so what you do most, you do what best. You do so best. you choose, you choose, you, you know, choose. how you, you know, you, yeah, you make the choice of what your daily actions will be. And then those daily actions, those, all those one days equal up to that life. That you mentioned mm-hmm. at the beginning of that quote. So that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It, it, it's mm-hmm. right in line with you know the the show's mission, which is live life on purpose. We want people to choose on purpose how they live. So, right. man, appreciate that. Appreciate you. We thank you. We love you for rocking with us. If you haven't already, don't forget to like, share, subscribe to the show. I'm Coach Vic. I'm with my best friend, Doctor Shane Calhoun, and we out. Peace. I'm running for